you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jay from center. Quick throwing fade. That corner of the end zone. Cut. Earl Bennett. Touchdown Bears. Blacko throwing end zone. Far side. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown Ravens. Outside right 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Ben Tate. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. Going end zone, up in the air, and caught again by Vincent Jackson. Touchdown, San Diego, and it's a ball game. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210 XM87. I'm Elliot Harrison, joined by NFL.com Fantasy Editor, Michael Fabiano, who is pretty much missing part of a tooth right now. Yeah, I hate going to the dentist, man. I can't stand it. So, you know, when you're a kid, you get those silver crowns put in your mouth, and after 28 years or so, they start to erode and rot, and you've got to get it removed. And they give you these temporary little rubber deals that they put into your tooth. And, uh, yeah, that happened yesterday, and uh, this morning the damn thing already fell out. So I've got a giant gaping hole in one of my teeth, and uh, I can't eat and I can't drink. So uh, I'm going to be in a lovely mood for the next two hours, but I'm glad to be joined by you, Mr. Harrison. Your your uh, your pretty smile and those those lovely eyes of yours. We just went in a whole different direction now, didn't we? I appreciate that, yeah. Clark. All right, buddy. Well, we got a few injuries to talk about here. A, a little, few uh, fantasy headlines, if you will. Let's start with number twenty in the Raiders' backfield, Darren McFadden. Fabs looks like he's not going to be a go for our Thursday night opener. On this, NFL Network. This is why you handcuff your running backs, uh, especially guys who are brittle like Darren McFadden, as good as he is, always hurt, has never played a full 16-game schedule and will not do it again this year. Already out last week. Hopefully, with the short week here, I didn't expect him to play, but that gives him a little extra time to heal. Maybe he's back in time for Week 11. But you plug in Michael Bush. He was very good last week. Uh, I think he is a very solid number 2 slash flex starter this week. Speaking of Michael Bush, do you see any fantasy value for Marcel Reese? He had the long touchdown catch. He, he's been getting in the lineup, but he's not really a guy that I've been ready to roll the dice yeah, on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather have Taiwan Jones in there, and I wouldn't want to have Taiwan Jones in there. Let's put it that way. So uh, Bush is really the guy in that backfield, uh, and he even caught a touchdown pass last week. So you see him as this big strapping guy, almost like a, you know, a smaller version of a Brandon Jacobs, but he can catch he's the ball in the backfield back too. too. Yep. He's a power back. Also in that game, incidentally, although most of your uh, fantasy weekends aren't going to be hinging on Malcolm Floyd, Malcolm Floyd is not going to be a go against the Raiders. Well, Floyd, I mean, he had actually had a couple of good games there uh, in recent weeks. Then he gets hurt, another guy who's always dealt with injuries, and uh, you're going to see Vincent Brown out there for the Chargers. So when was the last time two guys named Vincent were starting at the same position for the same team. Uh, that's uh, I, Vincent Edward Bo Jackson. And, uh, <laughs> now, now you're stretching things. Yeah, I, 
I, I probably am. Actually, Malcolm Floyd, I, I think, is a low influx at best. But when you have a week like this week where there's no buys, I, I don't see Malcolm Floyd having a lot of, of value, uh, even if he was healthy. That's covering Raiders, Chargers, a couple other wideouts around the league uh, regarding injuries. Akeem Nix, who seems like he lives on the injury report, much yeah. like Darren McFadden, a hamstring injury, did not practice. The good thing, though, is that he was actually able to run at full speed on Wednesday. So it's only Wednesday. Uh, you know, he, he missed the walkthrough. Let's see what happens later in the week. And I, I wouldn't rule him out just yet. Clearly, Victor Cruz, Mario Manningham will be very good plays uh, if Knicks is out. But it is good news that he was actually able to run at full speed. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'd probably say he's questionable right now. Well, let me stop you right there with you. You mentioned Victor Cruz. You mentioned Mario Manningham, and you're showing me your tooth, which is somewhat disgusting. Uh, Mario Manningham had a touchdown last week, yep. but he has been a certifiable fantasy disappointment in the same vein as a Kevin Cobb. Maybe not quite that level of disappointment or a Chris Johnson disappointment, mm-hmm. but I think people were expecting a lot more from Manningham. At this I, I was too. Uh, and listen, the, the season has sort of played out as we thought it would with the Giants. You think of the Giants, you think of O.J. Anderson, you think of Joe Morris, you think of Smash Mouth and running the football. That's not the NFL we play in right now. Uh, they're throwing the ball. Eli Manning is on pace to have the best statistical season of his entire career. That's right. Making up for the loss of his brother this season, Peyton. And he's looked very good. Really turned down on the interceptions. Hasn't been turning the ball over as much. In that, you thought, we predicted in the preseason, that Mario Manningham would have more value. Hasn't happened. Uh, very inconsistent. Victor Cruz's presence has clearly affected him. And listen, if you need a tight end, and, and we've been talking about Jake Ballard for a couple of weeks. Yes, yes. He's been good. He's seeing targets. He scored a touchdown last week. He now has more fantasy points than Vernon Davis does. Uh, by the way, Vernon Davis, I mean, maybe we need to get an APP on him because he has disappeared. I don't well, know where he's gone. Defenses are taking him away. They're yeah. not scared of who's on the outside there for San Francisco. I mean, you have Crabtree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braylon Edwards has been a complete fantasy non-factor. Yeah. And then Josh, he had one good year. That's right? it. And Josh Morgan was hurt, uh, for taken out for the season against mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. So there's really no one on the outside to yep. take the focus away from Vernon Davis. I'm actually impressed that Frank Gore has had the season he's had with such a little threat from the passing game, you play the box against the 49ers, and they're still getting yards. And do you remember the first couple of weeks, yeah. Elliot? Everyone was freaking out about what's wrong with should Frank Gore. It wasn't just should we bench, should we drop. Now, what does he got, 400-yard games in a row? Five. The, he, the man is a beast. He is a beast. Speaking of running backs and staying with the New York Giants, Ahmad Bradshaw, he has that foot. He has a crack bone in his foot. Tom Coughlin said he was better. He's walking around, but Ahmad Bradshaw right now still not a good option uh, for your fantasy team. Uh, staying with running backs, job at best, uh, likely out against the Bears, which means we're on with Mo Morris again. Yeah. Uh, back to the Giants for a second, though. Even if Bradshaw plays, you bench him against the 49ers. And even if he's out and Jacobs gets to be the the bell cow, you bench him. No more than a flex, man. And that's a, and that's only because that's you're hoping week. that maybe he gets into the red zone uh, and scores a touchdown. The Niners have not allowed a running back to rush for a touchdown all season long. Uh, and going back to Javid Best, listen, you've got to just sort of hope uh, that everything's going to be okay with him in the long term because Mo Morris uh, is clearly no Javid Best, and he is a real risk against the Bears this week. Again, a guy that maybe you use as a flex starter, that's about it. They signed Kevin Smith. Remember Kevin Smith who yes. out of Central Florida who actually was supposed to be this very talented, uh, skilled running back who was going to be their featured guy who sort of fell out of favor and was released at one point. Um, I don't see him having any fantasy value at this point right now. 
We'll see what happens. Hopefully Best is back sooner than later because he's out several weeks already and those concussions can be really tricky. Yeah, well, the, the 49ers, you know, we just talked about Crabtree, Edwards, and it's amazing. Frank Gore's running gets eight in the box. Crabtree's a, a decent at best fantasy mm-hmm. play. Braylon Edwards, like we said, non-factor. Josh Morgan out for the year. Vernon Davis, disappointing. And yet that team is 7-1. and one. And it's because of that defense. So if you have somebody going up against the 49ers defense and you have another somewhat viable option, you sit teams against the 49ers. You sit players against the 49ers. You sit those running backs, right especially. And, and this is the best example of why you don't draft a defense until one of the last couple of rounds. Right now, three of the top eight defenses in fantasy football, the Niners are number one. You've got the Bengals up there and the Texans. And most drafts did not include any one of those three defenses being taken. So that's why you wait on those defenses and even look at the kicker position. Nick Novak's come out of nowhere to replace Nate Kading. Uh, guys like Dan Bailey, Billy Cundiff. Remember that strategy when you're drafting in 2012. Right. Well, I've talked about the Bengals and the Texans defense ad nauseum. And one of the reasons is because they've gotten miscellaneous touchdowns this year. You have mm-hmm. to factor in special teams. The Bengals have a fumble recovery for a touchdown, a couple pick sixes, and a punt return. They're going up against the Steelers this week. Is there anyone on the Steelers you would consider sitting because of that matchup? You know what? I'm benching Roethlisberger this week in favor of Matt Castle. And People think uh, I'm crazy. I liked Castle last week, and I know he didn't have a good game. But look at the numbers. Uh, in my research, I found this amazing. Ben Roethlisberger, who is putting up some fantasy points over the last three, four weeks, look at his numbers against the Bengals. In his last five games against Cincinnati, Okay, and they've only allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Roethlisberger has averaged 222 passing yards and thrown three touchdowns. Yikes. Not good. And this is, this is going back a few years, too. So I think the last time he had two touchdowns or more against the Bengals was 2008. And Mike Zimmer was in the defensive coordinator there at that time. So you've got to think, sometimes these trends are strange and... Uh, just like the Madden curse, for example, right? And it, I, I'm a little worried about Roethlisberger this week. In fact, again, I just said I'm playing Castle over him. Well, if if I'm listening in my car right now and I hear you say play Castle after the week he had against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. what would you say to that argument? Listen, the, the Broncos have allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. They've been terrible. Carson Palmer had a huge game against them. They've been giving up fantasy points hand over fist. Actually, they're either first or second in terms of giving up the most to the quarterback position. So one bad week, I'm not going to lose faith in Matt Castle. I still think he's got an approved core wide receivers. Uh, They're going to throw the football. It's a home game. And if nothing else, that team should be embarrassed for letting a bad Dolphins defense just overtake them on the offensive line. So I still roll with Castle. I could still see 250 and two touchdowns easily. We've also talked about LeGarrette Blunt a lot on NFL Fantasy Live, on NFL Network, and the Houston Texans, who we just mentioned, their defense, that's who he's facing. How mm-hmm. would you feel about Blunt versus the Texans? I don't like them. Uh, you know what? Uh, last week, didn't do much. Uh, of course, they were behind. So the Texans, again, one of those teams that we didn't see coming uh, defensively. We thought they would be better with, with Wade Phillips. We didn't think they were going to be this good. Right now, if you look at the numbers, the Houston Texans... I can't believe I'm saying this. The Houston Texans, something positive about their defense because they've always been so bad. They've given up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. That's a big stat. I'm staying away from LeGarrette Blount. And that's without their 290-pound weak yeah. side linebacker, Mario Williams. Right, exactly. So uh, Blunt's a risk this week. 
we don't talk a lot about Wade Phillips in fantasy discussions, but mm-hmm. he's got to be given a lot of credit for what he's done in Houston. As a Cowboys fan, Ugh. you saw what happened last year, but yeah. the, the Texans are the real deal. And again, they've got three miscellaneous touchdowns, mm-hmm. which it's not just about stopping people. It's also about picking up defenses on the waiver wire. Uh, if I had to press you on a defense to pick up on the waiver wire this week, who would you go first? I'd probably say Cleveland. At home, uh, I think I think the Browns have a good matchup against the Rams. I'll tell you, though, in doing the research for Stardom and Sidham this week and my rankings, the defenses that have the best matchups play other crappy teams like the Colts and the Jaguars are teams that you want to play your defense against. They're playing against each other. Who do you play, right? Right. The Jaguars? Okay, well, I mean, they had that great week uh, against the Baltimore Ravens where they held them in check. It's a road game. They're in Indianapolis. Curtis Painter has looked more like a painter than a quarterback over the last couple of weeks. Do you go with the Jaguars? Maybe roll the dice? The good thing is that you have no buys this week. So there are more defenses available than there have been. But I think the Browns probably are the best bet in terms of a defense that's out there on the waiver wire that you can go out and pick up right now. Well, the Cleveland Browns, I love their defensive matchup against the Rams. And by the way, if we're referencing the Cleveland Browns, Andrew Siciliano, probably the biggest Browns homer there is. Any uh, Cleveland team. Any Cleveland team. Uh, big Indians fan and also the host of uh, Total Access, Monday yep. through Thursday. He'll and be joining us In our hour. fantasy leagues also with us. Yeah, he killed me this past week by yeah. about 40 points in our Experts League. Mm-hmm. One problem, though, the you're talking about cruddy teams playing cruddy teams. So the yeah. Browns are matched up against the Rams. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that that game morphs into a Steven Jackson and whoever's playing uh, tailback for the Browns, whether it's Obanaya and you don't see a lot of pass attempts. And a lot of times it's hard for your defense to score when you don't get the sacks and you don't get the interceptions because yeah. the other team's quarterback isn't throwing the ball. Well, look at the matchups, right? Okay, Seattle, yeah, the Ravens are a no-brainer defense to play this week. The Rams play the Colts. Uh, the Rams play the, the Browns. The Colts play the Jags. The Redskins, who have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to defenses facing them, they're playing the Dolphins. Do you want to trust the Dolphins? Uh, the, Char- right. the Chargers are up there, too. Do you trace the- trust the Raiders after what happened to them? I think that's going to be a high-scoring game on Thursday night. So it's tough to pick uh, a quality matchup-based defense because of the opponents. You know, we, we once we talked about uh, Javid Best, we talked about Ahmad Bradshaw, and we kind of segued into defense. And to Char Choice, uh, mm-hmm. was signed by the Redskins, Kind of an under-the-radar move. The Cowboys had cut ties with him to go with the uh, kid, Philip Tanner, right. uh, along with, of course, DeMarco Murray. But talking about Philip Tanner as number two on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. To Shard Choice, he had some injury problems. He, I, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, hey, this might be a good waiver wire pickup. I'm not buying it. To Shard Choice hasn't shown anything in a Cowboys uniform the last couple of years. Yeah. He had a little bit of fumbleitis uh, mm-hmm. this year. That's one of the reasons I think that he got cut. Do you see any value for Tashar Choice? You know what? You never say never with Mike Shanahan. You never do because we can remember the names Ruben Drones and Landis Gary and uh, Tatum Bell. Uh, The list goes on and on of guys who came out of nowhere. So you never know. Exactly. Listen, I I can't predict what Shanahan's going to do. He drives people crazy in fantasy land. I'm sure that there's more than one fantasy owner out there who has a picture of Mike Shanahan up in his den in his fantasy football man cave and throws darts at that at that SOB every single week. But right now it's Halu, and uh, you roll with Roy, and you, you hope that he remains in a featured role because Shanahan did say that Ryan Terrain is not going to see the field unless Halu is tired. We'll see what happens. Likely Tashar Choice will start this week, 
and will continue to hate Mike Shanahan, but right now it's Hulu. Another bit of news, uh, and John Hansen in the previous show mentioned this, that Jason Hansen, uh, who is the best kicker in fantasy football right now, we've talked kickers a lot in the first segment here. The, the, the 40-year-old I don't know. The, I don't know that he's going to play this week uh, because he had, uh, he's got stitches in his knee. So if you have Hansen, uh, and remember the Lions are coming off the bye week, I have him on a couple of my teams. Looks like you got to look elsewhere uh, for kicking help. Jason Hansen's been kicking in the NFL for the Lions since 1992. Yeah, uh, he has been there forever. That is forever. He's old enough that he almost was in Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> Anytime Elliot Harrison can bring up Tecmo Super Bowl, he does it. You love that, man. And, you know, before we go to break, I have to mention, you, you mentioned the Fantasy Man Cave. We all have them. Uh, you know there's a board game uh, operation downstairs at our, our producer Jeff Talley's desk. Did you see that? I did see that, and, and he's actually got a little girl's uh, backpack thing going on, too. I don't know what that deal is. What is that? I don't know, but we're going to get more into your tooth later. We've got Andrew No, C- you can't get into my tooth anymore. There's yeah. nothing there. We've got Andrew Siciliano coming up at the uh, next hour, and we're going to get into some starts and sits. We're going to stick with yeah. the running back theme, so next segment we're going to get into starts and sits, Michael Fabiano's running backs for this weekend, and we're going to take some phone calls, so stick with us here at NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210. XM 87. NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM 87, and we are glad to have you with us on this Wednesday afternoon. And we're talking a little starts and sits. And uh, Michael Fabiano, running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot with the injury situation with Javid Best. We talked to Shar Choice, Ahmad Bradshaw, and you already mentioned that you would sit Brandon Jacobs, but who are some of your starts this week? Uh, again, Typically, uh, I don't ever put elite guys into stardom and because it's obvious. Chris Johnson, Elliot, I think we can agree, is not elite anymore. Uh, a guy who is just having an awful season. But I play him this week against the Panthers. Uh, he did show some flashes last week, 110 scrimmage yards, average about 4.6 yards per carry. And the Panthers have a lot more fancy points to running backs than any team. I go with CJ this week. Willis McGahee, who... Boy, he shocked the heck out of everybody last week. Luckily, I saw that he was active and played him over Nacho Marino because uh, he went off at 163 yards, two touchdowns. He's like reborn there in that offense. Great matchup against the Chiefs. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Uh, Either one of the Chargers running backs. I mean, Mike Tolbert, Ryan Matthews, both guys are are good plays. I think Matthews is better. Maybe Tolbert's a three. Uh, Flex kind of idea. uh, Flex kind of play there. The Raiders are just terrible. If Matthews is fully healthy. Terrible, right. Ben Jarvis Grinnells has sucked out loud for two weeks in a yeah. row now, or three weeks in a row right now, but I still play him against the Jets. Last time he faced the men in green, he scored close to 27 fantasy points. They can't stop the run. He's a flex guy. And we always talk about goal line touches. And yep. Ben Jarvis Grinnells is usually the guy that's getting him. And somebody I really like this week is Jonathan Stewart. Uh, Stewart is a guy who I think he has really vaulted over D'Angelo Williams as the better fantasy back in Carolina. Good matchup against the Titans. Uh, and, and another backup running back that I'm going to say start this week as a flex is Ben Tate. He's had 100 yards or more on the ground in two out of the last three weeks, and he's got a really good matchup this week. So uh, I think I think that uh, Ben Tate, despite the fact that he's behind maybe the best running back in fantasy football, at least top three, Arian Foster, he is still a guy you play as a flex. He's been productive. They're giving him enough touches to produce for fantasy owners and great matchup against the Bucks. Yeah, and to, to qualify that, that's not a running back by committee. Arian Foster is a clear number sure. one, but they're running the ball so much that people mm-hmm. are so disappointed in Matt Schaub. Well, it's easy to be just disappointed in Matt Schaub from a fantasy perspective, but the guy's not having a bad year. He's just doing what the coaching staff wants him to do, which right. is hand the rock off. 
Houston is playing defense, they're mm-hmm. running the football, and they're basically saying, look, we're not going to run Arian Foster 38 times. Right. So as long as they're committed and Ben Tate can average five yards a carry, it's worth a play. Even if he only gets you 65 yards and he gets you a touchdown, you're talking about 12.5 fantasy points right there. Exactly, and if you're in a league where you got 12 or more teams and you're getting 10 or 12 points from your flex spot, you're sitting pretty. And especially next week when we have – uh, the buys again, mm-hmm. you're going to have to look at some guys that you wouldn't normally look at. This week, because of scheduling anomaly, no buys, of course. Uh, as far as sits, who are you looking at? Well, I mentioned Ahmad Bradshaw, and we actually talked about LeGarrette Blunt also. So uh, I'd also avoid Cedric Benson uh, against the Steelers. Now, earlier in the year, the Steelers, not very good uh, in terms of stopping the run, but they've picked it up lately. So since Arian Foster destroyed them a few weeks back, they've aver- they've given up an average of 8.52 fantasy points to the last five starting running backs that they faced. Marshawn Lynch, I was dead wrong uh, on him last week. He he had a great game against the Cowboys. I didn't like him. I don't like him again against the Ravens. Uh, it's going to be in the great Northwest there, but the Ravens' defense against the run has been very good. They've allowed the second fewest fantasy points. Anyone in a Colts uniform at the running back position you want nothing to do with. The Jaguars actually have been good against the run, and that thing is a mess. Joseph Adai has been active for two weeks and hasn't touched the ball. I think if anybody, you pick up Donald Brown and use him as a flex, but it's a risk. And Beanie Wells, great matchup. The Eagles have given up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. He looks tentative. But boy, he looked tentative and ineffective against a bad Rams run defense last week. I think he's a risk. Well, that's a game that you'd like to see a young running back take over. It's against a weak team. Mm-hmm. It's a close overtime game. It's not like the Cardinals were playing from 21 down. That's right. the kind of game that Beanie Wells needs to have 85, 95, mm-hmm. 105 yards rushing. Instead, I think he went for 31. Yeah. And he looked tentative to the hole. And right. What's so odd and mind-boggling about it is against the Ravens, mm-hmm. he had 83 yards and a touch. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that you should bench him without question. Just be aware that um, – there's, there's some issues there with that knee. Uh, I just saw a tweet from our Lindsey Soto, who's in one of our fantasy leagues with us as well. Soto plays in six fantasy leagues now. Uh, Hugh Jackson has, has officially declared McFadden out, so it's definitely going to be the Michael Bush show against the Chargers. Which hurts my team, plantar smashiitis. Tough when you don't handcuff with Bush. I tried. I know. I tried, it's but tough. what round are you going to make that? No, I, I know. It's, it's hard because he alone has some fantasy value because he sees some goal line work. He still sees enough touches where he can get you maybe eight, nine fantasy points a week. And uh, I have him in both of my leagues that I have McFadden, luckily, so I'm not hurting that bad. But, boy, if Darren McFadden could ever stay healthy for a full year, that guy could lead the league in rushing yards. He could be number one overall pick. Yeah. Easily. You know, I wanted to get Michael Bush. I was sitting next to your desk mm-hmm. uh, during our fantasy draft, and I thought it was a little early to take him. But I thought, yeah. you know what? I still need to get him because I have McFadden. I have so much invested in McFadden. Mm-hmm. First-round pick. And somebody took him. I yep. thought he went a little early, but that's the way it goes. We actually have Mike in Vegas who has a trade question. Mike, what's going on? Love the show. Hey, fellas, love the show. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Hey, guys, what do you uh, what do you guys think about uh, dealing uh, Romo and MJD for Rogers straight up? What does that leave you with at running back? Uh, and, and off the surface, I'd say if you can get Rogers right now, but I, I wouldn't do the deal if you're just dead at running back yeah, losing MJD. Yeah, that's going to leave me with uh, with Forte and Michael Bush in the backfield. And once McFadden comes back, what else are you looking at at running back? Uh, uh, probably Marshawn Lynch. Man, I'll tell you, 
I, I traded for Aaron Rodgers, and boy, I love having him on my fantasy team. Um, it, it's a tough call. How much faith do you have in Marshawn Lynch? I think I'd do it. I, I think I'd do it, man. Getting Aaron Rodgers, like, I played Aaron Rodgers in two leagues last week and got slaughtered. I played him on my team. I actually made a trade with Scotty Angle a couple of weeks ago to get Aaron Rodgers, and I blasted the guy I played. So, I, I mean, listen, Romo's good. MJD is good. But Rogers is just—he's just supernatural. I—I want to take a little different take on this. I agree with you. I would make this deal, and here's why I would make this deal. I think the Cowboys are realizing that their best chance to win, even though Romo played very well last week, is to give the ball to Demarco Murray and play the best defense they can. Which means mm-hmm. that Romo's not going to put up huge fantasy points. Keep in mind, Miles Austin hurt right now with a recurring hamstring injury. Uh, Marshawn Lynch—I I don't love him. But as bad as Tavares Jackson can be, Pete Carroll may just have to try to ride his horse there. And if he does that, that plays well into your hands. Yeah. And then you end up okay. And he's got Forte, who's a nut. I mean, that guy's fantastic. And he's in a contract year. Bears, if you're listening, don't pay him until next season for fantasy owners, right? Um, I I do it. And then where you really come out like gangbusters on this deal is if Darren McFadden's foot injury ends up being a lot worse than we think And then think you've it is. got a featured back. you got a featured back for the next couple of weeks. So yep. I think I'm with you, Fabs. I think you make that trade. Yep. Uh, we've got Andrew Siciliano from Total Access on NFL Network coming up mm-hmm. uh, next hour. And yep. we're going to talk some wide receivers, quarterbacks. And coming up next, we're going to take more of your calls. So stick with us. But right now, it's your Fantasy Fix. I tell you what, is it any doubt there? Chiefs are one of those teams you never have a doubt when it's their highlight, ever. I I can recognize the Chiefs, thoughtful, anytime I hear one. And another thing, if there's one concert regret I have, it's that I've never seen Megadeth live. That was Megadeth. Not too late, right? It's not too late. Yeah. Uh, I should mention, and this is probably going to shock our producer, Rob, back in the studio, that uh, I did go see Gordon Lightfoot at UCLA last night. I don't even know who that is. I have no idea. Unless the guy's opening up for Motley Crue, I don't know who the heck that is. Gordon Lightfoot is a great folk singer-songwriter, and I had to be the youngest dude <laughs> in that stadium. There were guys that looked like they just walked right off a shrimping boat, <laughs> and they looked like Ernest Hemingway. I mean, it was... A shrimping boat. Yeah, it was awesome. Big old gray beards and, like, one of those hats that uh, the captain on Gilligan's Island wore. There were people straight up wearing that to the oh, to the man. concert. Yeah. And there, there was no mosh pit, I'll, I'll admit, but there was, like, one 65-year-old gal who kind of, uh, I guess she really loved Gordon, so she brought him flowers, and she decided to dance by herself right in front of the stage. Did you get her number? I, I thought about it. Yeah. Moreover, maybe we should move on from uh, Gordon. You love uh, moreover. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot banter. Uh, listen to Matt Castle highlight there. Mm-hmm. I know you liked Matt Castle last week. Things didn't work out. Who could yes. have expected the Dolphins' pass rush would play like the 85 Bears? I know. Unreal. He had no time to throw in the first half. Yeah. But you like Matt Castle again this week. You know what our friend Dave Damashek says? He always quotes the late, great Jerry Hear Orbeck. me now, believe me later. No. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And Castle had 13.9 fantasy points. Not terrible. Not terrible. But I thought he was going to have 18, 19. He can do it this week against the Broncos. And the Broncos have just been terrible against the pass. Again, we talked about the fact that Carson Palmer lit him up last week uh, from a fantasy perspective through a few interceptions. But I like Castle this week. Dwayne Bowe, John Baldwin, Steve Breston round in to form that core wide receiver. So I really uh, I really think that Castle is somebody that unless you have one of these elite quarterbacks, I play him. I'm playing him over Ben Roethlisberger this week. Uh, I, I'm doing it. I, I'm, maybe it's a gut reaction because Roethlisberger's numbers against the Bengals are just terrible. I'm doing it, though. 
Hey, you know, 13.9 fantasy points from your quarterback. It's not terrible, but Especially it, he in could, a bye week is not awful. Could have been better. Especially if you, had, if you have Matt Forte and Darren McFadden in your mm-hmm. backfield. Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah. Darren McFadden's hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he's out. Yeah. So yeah. let's stick with that game, though. Tim okay. Tebow. I know you hate Tim Tebow I because Tim Tebow. No, I always talk Tim about Tim Tebow. Tebow. Matt Money Smith, who's uh, one of our boys on NFL Fantasy Live, he and I have a little thing going because he hates Tim Tebow with a passion. And I'm not saying that I'm in love with Tim Tebow. I'm in love with Tim Tebow because he scores fantasy points. Six starts in his NFL career. Five times he scored more than 20 fantasy points. The guy is not the prettiest quarterback to watch. He but throws he kittens. He throws some passes that look like He's dead awesome. ducks. But he scores fantasy points. And the Chiefs made Matt Moore look like Dan Marino last week. Uh, I am going Tebow. I... I have him in my top eight quarterbacks this week for week 10. Five out of six, pretty good percentage for a guy who scores that many fantasy points. He's going to give you the rushing totals. The Broncos are trying to move their offense into into more of a system where Tebow's comfortable, maybe a little collegiate. But if Tebow's comfortable and he's scoring fantasy points for my team, I don't care what the Broncos do. They can they could run the wishbone, and I'll just take it. Those, those fantasy points piling up for Tebow, I play them. Well, if the Chiefs made Matt Moore look like Dan Marino, then they made Anthony Fasano look like Jay Novacek right. and Kellen Winslow, the good Kellen Winslow. Yeah. Uh, that, that was ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, sticking with Tim Tebow for mm-hmm. a second, if, if you're rolling with Tim Tebow on your fantasy team right now and you're wringing your hands over, do I start this guy mm-hmm. or not, you have to be encouraged by one thing. Against Detroit, he was holding the ball forever, Fabs. He was yeah. getting sacked. Yeah. And he was very decisive against the Raiders. It was mm-hmm. one, two, three reads. I'm tucking the ball and running. And I yep. believe he had 118 yards on the ground, which, ironically enough, that is the quietest or most quiet 100-yard rushing performance by a quarterback I've ever seen because yeah. Willis McGahee went off. Mm-hmm. But I love that, and I love that for your fantasy team. If you're starting Tebow, be encouraged by his decisiveness. Now, that's a key thing to watch this week. Is he going to do the same thing, or is he going to hold the ball the way he did against Detroit? Right. And you know, let's let's look ahead though. All right, T-Ball, I love him this week. Okay, great matchup. Week eleven, Jets. Bad matchup. Don't 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 want anything to do with him. That's actually a Thursday night game on NFL Network. Week twelve, uh, Tebow has the privilege of going up against the San Diego Chargers. I think I think I might roll with him in that game. I would roll with him. Week thirteen, uh, Mr. Tebow plays the Minnesota Vikings. I think he's a viable starter against the Vikings. Honestly, I do. Uh, you got to look at the matchups. Tebow's not a guy like Cam Newton, who is, you know what, I don't care who the heck they're playing. He proved that against the Detroit Lions. But the matchups down the stretch, they're not bad. They're, they're definitely not bad. A couple other starts? Well, in that in that Thursday night game, Carson Palmer. If you look at over the last few years and you look at the quarterback numbers in the Thursday night games, five out of six guys have been very good. Uh, and I think Palmer... He's going to throw picks, but he'll throw some touchdowns too. Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. You know, and, and it's funny. To, if you listen to uh, guys on our show, they just uh, – except Jason Smith because he is the ultimate Jets homer of all Jets homers. He's got love, the Patriots though. Love to kill Sanchez, but he's playing the Patriots. They've given up an average of close to 20 fantasy points per game. It's on national TV. And I really think the Jets want this game badly because they lost to the Patriots earlier in the season. I think Sanchez will play well. If you're in a deep league, if you are in a league where you start two quarterbacks, maybe Christian Ponder finds your starting lineup. In his last game against the Packers, he scored around 16 fantasy points. 
and, and the Packers they can give them up. They're terrible against the pass. I mean, for a team that's undefeated and is basically already being crowned as the champions, their defense is lousy, especially against the pass. And especially if you're playing in a league that doesn't penalize a quarterback for interceptions because that's what the Packers give you. In in reality terms, they Mm -hmm. give you the pick sixes, they give you the big plays, but they can give them up. This week, uh, overall, though, the AFC West quarterbacks, you got Rivers, you got Tebow, you got Castle, you got Palmer. All good matchups. And one more note on Sanchez. The Patriots' pass defense has been at the bottom of the league for weeks on end. And they, they just cut Hainsworth. Yeah, they are 32nd in the league, and they are giving up, this is no joke, they are giving up an average of 314 yards per game passing. That's, that's net, unreal. That's net. That's after you take out the sack The sacks, yeah. And that's 15 more yards than the next closest team, who, by the way, are the Green Bay Packers. Right. It's unbelievable. And uh, when are we going to get off of this Bill Belichick being such a genius because his defenses have not been good the last couple of years? Hey, I, I see uh, Chad Ochocinco is tweeting here. Um, clearly, he's not playing football, so yeah, he's got more time to tweet these days. Well, speaking of people that have some time, Lenny in New York has been waiting on the phone very patiently with the Tebow question. Lenny, you still hanging out with us? Yeah. How are you guys? Appreciate you waiting. What's going on? Um, line, line, line of question. Uh, who should I start? Stafford or Tebow? Yeah, man. Uh, listen, I, I just I just spent five minutes talking about how much I love Tim Tebow, but I'm starting Matt Stafford over him. I, I definitely am. The Bears defense, they looked great on, on Monday uh, Sunday night. They looked fantastic. But Stafford's been too good. He's had, what, one bad game all year. Stafford was my preseason breakout guy, and... Uh, you know what? I, as much as I love me some Tebow, Stafford's the play. Well, you're going to be shocked at this because you think that you I, think Tebow I is think, better. I think Tebow is the better play. Uh, that Detroit Chicago game earlier in the year when you saw uh, saw Stafford deep six the Bears. A lot of things have changed since then. The Bears re- released safety Chris Harris. They benched Brandon Merriweather. They changed out their secondary. Javid Best is not healthy. He went for about a buck eighty in that game. And that game was in Detroit, the friendly, comfortable confines of an indoor stadium at Ford Field. This is going to be at Soldier Field. It's not mm-hmm. going to be as easy to throw the ball. I think Matt Stafford has a tougher game. And even if he has a better game than Tim Tebow does passing, if Tim Tebow gets you 75 yards on the ground or a touchdown, forget about it. Tebow's a better play. You know, I, I'm looking at the numbers, and the Bears have allowed right around 17 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. I, hey, I, I love Tebow. I, I go Stafford here. Uh, I don't disagree with you. I, I do like Sta- I, I do like Tebow as a play. I think Stafford's the better play. It's close though. Well, we'll get also into our White Snake versus White Lion argument later. Too. White Snake. We, we need to Rudy Sarzo White Snake. We gotta we gotta settle that one. But uh, Jimmy in Louisiana has got a question as well. Jimmy, what's going on? Yeah. How y'all doing? Good, good pal. Hey, I got a couple of line of questions. I have a it's a non PPR heavy touchdown league, and I have Steven Jackson, Sean Green, and Michael Bush as my running back and my receivers are AJ Green Stevie Johnson and Dez Bryant I, I can only start two of each you know what uh, I think I'd bench Sean Green out of those three running backs uh, you know he, he's been better and it's a good matchup uh, I, I just think I just really am high on Michael Bush uh, I just really like him as a back Steven Jackson I think you, you certainly want to play him at wide receiver very, AJ. very interesting. AJ Green's got one heck of a tough matchup this week. 
If you look at the numbers that number one wide receivers have put up against the Steelers, uh, and Ike Taylor, who is becoming one of the better corners in the National Football League, since the first week of the year, there hasn't been one opposing number one wideout in a standard league to score double-digit fantasy points against the Steelers. Uh, Stevie Johnson shut out last week by Revis, which we expected. Uh, I think, Des, you definitely play him. With Miles Austin out, more targets against the Bills. Yeah, and let's not forget, A.J. Green is still a rookie, and Pittsburgh's pass defense has given uh, up 184.7 per game. That's not a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. They've been at the top of the charts or very close to it all season. In fact, the two teams are behind are Cleveland and Houston, who we talked about earlier in the show. I think A.J. Green is your sit there. Speaking of, we're going to get into some more of your sits, uh, for example, quarterback sits, yep. uh, when we come back from the break. Also, we got Andrew Siciliano. From Total Access joining us at the bottom of the hour, we'll get into some wide receivers. And, of course, we'll take more of your phone calls here on Sirius 210 XM87. It's NFL Fantasy Live. We'll join you in a bit. NFL Fantasy Live, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. And, of course, that was a Ben Roethlisberger highlight. We're going to get into him in just a second. A little bit of news here. Mark Ingram practiced in a limited fashion. Uh, but, you know, Fabs, the Saints running backs, they've got the Falcons. Uh, Falcons' run defense has actually been decent. But is there any question that Darren Sproles is the best play? Nope. Uh, and you know what's funny? The worst game that he had was the one week I had him as start him and sit him <laughs> as my start of the week. But it happens. Uh, he's been fantastic, not only in a PPR league, but also in standard leagues. He's been great. And if you get points for return yards and catches, he is probably a top 10, top 12 running back well, in your punt. league. He took a punt back against he's Green Bay. He's been fantastic. Won. Fantastic. And it's funny because you look at what he's doing. And you're thinking, he's a better player than Reggie Bush because Reggie Bush had the opportunity to do the same things and couldn't do it. Would you say that Darren Sproles has been the biggest surprise in fantasy? Because I I think he has been. Uh, Obviously, Chris Johnson as a disappointment was a surprise. I mean, to me, it's Cam Newton. To be that good as a rookie, it's never happened before. We talk about quarterbacks in their first seasons. Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, okay, not bad, not bad. You know, Peyton Manning, I think he had 28 interceptions his rookie year. This is this is unbelievable what Cam Newton's doing. He's the biggest surprise to me. I would have never thought in a million years that a rookie quarterback who didn't exactly have the prototypical game in college to, to fit in the NFL would be as good as he is right now. Well, the funny thing about Cam Newton, I, listen, I certainly didn't prognosticate that he was going to be this good. I yeah. thought he was going to be a little bit better fantasy player than, than you guys did on NFL Fantasy Live just because I thought that he was going to run more. And I thought it was going to be a classic case of reality not meeting fantasy, and mm-hmm. he was going to be a terrible reality quarterback, somewhat like Tebow, when in fact he's actually been a pretty decent quarterback in both reality and fantasy. Yep. So from a reality perspective, he's been shocking. But from a fantasy perspective, I never thought that Darren Sproles would be averaging more than a, a point per touch. And he's got just a sick cannon of an arm. So, oh, oh, Cam Newton, yeah. So I was like, Darren Sproles Cam has a great New- arm. Cam Newton. <laughs> Next year. First round pick. Me personally, I would wait. I would wait. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't. I, I'm somewhat with you. I don't believe in taking quarterbacks in the first round. I know Aaron Rodgers certainly challenges that, as does Michael Vick. Uh, but I would wait. Tough, right? It's going to be tough. He's going to go in the first round in a lot of drafts. I bet. And it depends on how no worse deep than a league two. You're talking about twelve two. teams. Yeah, twelve yeah. teams. Yeah. But Ben Roethlisberger, we have him, or you have him as a sit. Uh, he's facing the very stout Bengals defense, suddenly stout. 
uh, another fantasy surprise, reality surprise. Who yeah. else? Uh, again, I mentioned that. Ben Roethlisberger's really struggled against the Bengals. Don't like the matchup. Josh Freeman against the Texans. Uh, he's only 16th in fantasy points among quarterbacks right now, and the Texans have given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, so that's a tough matchup. Brian Fitzpatrick, I, I can see him throwing for a couple of touchdowns, but I don't think the yardage is going to be terribly impressive, so I bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jay Cutler, hey, you know what? Great game last week. Kudos to you, Jay Cutler. I'm not playing against the Lions, who have a far superior pass rush than the Philadelphia Eagles. I know you love Matt Hasselbeck, but I'm benching him against the Panthers. I think that's going to be a lot of Chris Johnson, maybe a little Javon Ringer. I don't see Hasselbeck having a big game. And Sam Bradford against the Browns. The Browns have given up the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. When you talk about good defenses, the Browns don't come to mind. They're playing well against the pass this year, extremely well. Well, the, the, the Browns have actually have the number one ranked pass defense. Now, some of that is a little bit of an illusion because they've been vulnerable against the run. Houston ran yes. all over them. Yes. But, hey, that's the way it works in fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Cleveland Browns, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not a fan of starting wide receivers against Joe Hayden, uh, as are you. Uh, Joe Hayden has been absolutely outstanding. Yep. And... Uh, you know, you sit your you sit sometimes a top receiver if he's going up against Hayden, just like we talked about with Ike Taylor. Yeah, listen, you've got to look inside the numbers, and when you've got some emerging cover corners like Ike Taylor, for example, like Joe Hayden, for example, it's tough to play the guys that are facing them. Uh, listen, Joe Hayden has been really tremendous this year. Remember, he had a knee injury, a little bit banged up, but number one wide receivers going up against the Browns. Uh, have not scored double-digit fantasy points since week one. So Brandon Lloyd is a guy that you really have to be worried about this week. And the one guy who did it was Michael Crabtree, which he barely got over double digits. Because he scored a touchdown. It, because he scored a touchdown. Exactly, yep. So, uh, you know, I, Joe Hayden, I think, is one of the best young players in football, and I completely agree with you there. And, I again, you have to look at your matchups. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Cleveland Browns, you don't think of a stout defense. But when it comes to the passing game, you have to pay attention to that matchup. We also have Matt in Chicago who's got a question about his flex. Matt, what's going on? Not much, you? Uh, pretty much hit, listen to Fabiano complain about his teeth. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got a giant hole in my damn tooth, and it's not not fun. Matt, but... <laughs> wait a minute. Matt, I got to ask you a question before we get to your flex question, if you don't mind. A uh, no, little, di- little disagreement in here about what the best Rocky movie was. Can you settle it for us, please? Um, let's say the title before the story goes against the uh, Russian. Oh, uh, God, no, it's number one. You just, made, you just made Rob very happy. All right, well, that settled that. You went against Fabs on that one. Matt, uh, what's your question on the flex? All right, well, uh, for my wide receivers this week, I got Julio Jones, Vincent Jackson, and uh, Colson going. And my running backs, I got Freddie Jackson, uh, DeMarco Murray, which is in my flex, and then uh, Harry and Foster. I'm wondering, should I keep Murray in there? Because Felix Jones might come back and put, or should I put Manningham in there? I got Manningham on my bench. Listen, listen do not touch. Just, I, I don't want you to even open your laptop. If that lineup is set, just keep it sealed. Don't you dare put Mario Manningham in for DeMarco Murray. I don't care if Akeem Nix plays or doesn't play. DeMarco Murray should be your flex. Yeah, over the last three games, he's averaging over eight yards a carry. And the Bills just lost Kyle Williams for the season, their nose tackle, so... I love DeMarco Murray. He's actually my start of the week on NFL.com, and this rookie has been phenomenal. And I'll tell you, the one thing that can keep DeMarco Murray from scoring double-digit fantasy points, and I'm talking 15, 16 points, is Jason Garrett. If Jason Garrett 
dares to put Felix Jones in the game if Felix plays for more than eight touches, Elliot, I think you and I need to go to Dallas and do a little occupying of Jerry of the Jerry Dome because that'd be the dumbest thing in the world. Like, how do you not play this kid as much as you can? He's a rookie, he's fresh, you're not talking about a guy who you need to worry about limiting his carries. Give him the ball. That's the only way the Cowboys are going to win. DeMarco Murray's fantastic. I'm a little worried about you this tooth because it's supposed to be my job to bring the reality into it, and you just mentioned a nose tackle being out. Yeah. No, no. And then I you, pay attention to those things. And then you're talking about Jason Garrett. I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, that maybe the hole in my tooth is going up to my brain. I mean, you're supposed to be talking fantasy points. You hate Jason Garrett. Why don't you just admit? No, I just uh, listen. I, I I love the Cowboys dearly. They they they've been my my one A team with the New York Yankees for years and years and years. But I just they just frustrate the heck out of me, man. They frustrate the heck out of me. And Garrett, some of his play calling, fa. I, it's hard for me to disagree. Listen, we're going to have Andrew, Andrew Siciliano from Total Access coming up, and we're going to talk about some wide receivers. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210, XM 87. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.